back, everyone, to episode number 15 of the Slap the Ass Show. My name's Luke. I'm here with my co-host, Jimmy. And uh, no guest uh, for this week's episode, so uh, we're just going to hop right into it. Yeah, no, I think it's a good idea, Luke. Um, I feel like it's been a while since we just had a conversation between ourselves. And one thing I like about when it's just you and I talking is we get to really just highlight the market um, the past couple of weeks and uh, dive deeper into why we think certain events happened. Also get to talk about like more macroeconomic trends and world events. So it's always, always fun to talking to you. Um, and just yeah. Out there. They get a little bit less views, but it's uh, I think it's good for us in a way, because we can kind of reflect on the market, our trades, what's going on and then kind of share it with the viewers. Um, so I guess the big news from last week was, uh, Mr. Zach Morris and uh, the Wish Crash. Yeah, so. that's definitely a uh, a highlight to say the least. I think Wish this week hit like ten dollars and sixty cents at some point, and then it hit the low of six seventy after earning. After earning. Yeah, you know it's funny. I was talking to uh, Bill Stocks before I made the trade on Wish, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, you know, what's a good strategy with Wish? I like kind of wanted to play it. And he said, oh, well, always hold up to earnings, take your profits out, and then kind of reevaluate afterwards. So I did exactly what he told me to do. I think I bought it like 10.02. I sold it. It was up to like the 10.50s, 10.60s, but I put a stop loss at like 10.30. So I made a little bit of money, but I prevented myself from losing a lot of money. <laughs> True, yeah. No, I think it's uh, important to, for everyone who is trading Wish to kind of, you know, reevaluate your strategies and like you were saying, uh, no one is God in this arena. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. And it's, um, it's funny because Wish actually had a pretty solid quarter. I think they did $658 million in revenue. Right. Um, and their like, price to revenue ratio, I think it's like 7.56, whereas Amazon is something like 15.6. So like, by that metric, they are a better buy than Amazon is. Um, but the stock, I mean, clearly just, you know, shit the bed afterwards. And I guess it's hard when um, you have all these uh, retail investors in a company. It could be right. manipulated. They act so emotionally whenever there's like a drop or something. Yeah. But, uh, uh, one guy on Twitter, I forget the account. He posted a great chart. It was of the chart of Etsy, the company. And Etsy, for all those who don't know, it's like an e-commerce platform with individual creators selling their own, like, created products on there right um i know it's yeah yeah like it, it kind of had a similar chart to wish after its ipo and etsy got down to like six dollars or something like that now it's hovering around 200 so etsy yeah so huh. patience could be a good thing here i think well i i remember i was watching a jeff bezos interview and he said whenever uh, i don't remember exactly when it was it was like early 2000s or something but amazon stock basically like plummeted but he said on paper the company was doing better than ever so he's like you can't always you know market price isn't always you know a predictor of how well the company it's never now almost it's never a predictor of how well the company's doing so i mean i think it's a good i think it's going to be fine i mean i think it'll be over ten dollars eventually who knows when but yeah i mean again you're kind of right like what bezos was describing there was like the internet bubble popping right where all internet stocks went way up and then they all went way down. And 
the good ones survived, the actual good companies like Amazon, and the shitty ones died. And, you know, they re- reaped all the reward awards or rewards, whatever. And I think Wish could do something similar. So I'm not holding it right now. Um, it seems pretty choppy, but yeah, I am not like a, a Wish bear by any means on the business itself. Maybe the stock per se, yeah. but not on the company. And then going to a Twitter drama, a lot of people were bashing Atlas, though. <laughs> I know. I mean, but then again, like it's not anytime anyone with influence buys a stock and tweets about it, and it goes down, they're gonna they're gonna get you know destroyed on Twitter. So I think it is what it is. I kind of respect, honestly, Mister Zach Morris for like <laughs> posting his like three million dollar loss or unrealized loss. Yeah. Um, it's it amazes me how heavy he is willing to go into these tickers. Like literally just how much bread he has. Yeah. <laughs> shows how much bread he has. Well yeah, I guess that's true too. But yeah, I mean, like you said, it's kind of a double edged sword. If you are right, you're the man, and if you're wrong, you're hated. So you yeah. can't please anyone. It's all gotta be um, everyone has to be responsible for themselves at the end of the day. And you know, trade your own risk, as they all say. Yep. Um, all right, what else happened this week? Uh, Bitcoin. Crypto, crypto, right? Yeah. Crypto went way through the roof. Yeah, NFTs are going off as well. You hear, you see all the stuff going on about the uh, the Penguin NFTs selling for like an insane amount of money. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw Logan Paul tweeted that he bought a million dollars worth of NFTs in the last week. million dollars. I'm interested to see how that investment plays out. Yeah, well, I guess it's kind of funny. Like right now, the two like things with the Ethereum network, right? Is they're trying to have DeFi become a thing and NFTs become a thing. Right. And they go back and forth between what's hot and not. And right now NFTs are really hot. Um, again, I don't see the practical use case of NFTs. I just can't comprehend it at all. Um, so I'm staying away. But DeFi well, is understand how it could be useful. Yeah, I think we talked about NFTs like a while ago on the podcast when they were really hot. But I do see how like digital art or something that's unique online can be like copyrighted. And then every time someone else buys it, you know, you make some money off of that each time. So I think it kind of like makes sense, but it just, my thing is, is there really demand for that? And I guess apparently there is. Yeah. The demand for it, people will pay for it, but how long are people going to be willing to do that? Yeah, that's true. We need Mike Brown to make some NFTs. You know? Need some uh, nature photography NFTs. Yeah, honestly, I feel like he, like, especially with the penguin craze going on right now, if you were to go to, I guess you have to go to, like, Antarctica, right? To find penguins. It's pretty of a a trek for a new. Well, you could go to a zoo, probably. Oh, true. Yeah, he can just go to the zoo, take a photo of, like, find a really fat penguin, just take a picture of it, and try to sell it. No, let him know. He's a. Where is he at now? In Oregon right now? Or Utah? Uh, he's in the Pacific Northwest. I don't know where he is, but Man, for those of you who don't know, our roommate is a travel photographer and just drove across the country for like four days to uh, like Oregon and, and Washington to take photos of nature. All so on the whim. His art is displayed behind Jimmy's head. Yeah, got some good pieces. Um, Anyways, that was a good tangent off of crypto. Oh, yeah, I'll say, 
good for NFTs and art. And again, like I, I just don't see the benefit of having NFT. I'd rather hang a photo on the wall, right? Own yeah. a digital copy of the photo, which yeah. But the thing is, when you when you sell that photo, you only get paid for it once as a creator, right? You sell it, you get the money, you're done. NFT, you sell it to someone, and then they sell the rights to someone, and you keep getting a portion of every time that's sold, right? Yeah, it's like, so, it's like the blockchain of NFTs, I guess you could say, in a way. Yeah, it's a definitely a cool concept. Um, back to crypto for a little bit, though. Bitcoin had a nice pump, and I saw that Tether printed new additional coins for the first time since like June. I think they printed an additional like a billion dollars worth of uh, USDT, and yeah. a lot of people are speculating that Bitcoin only pumps when Tether's printing, uh. and kind of. In that same light of you know, a little bit of a uh, pattern recognition there yeah and it's kind of it just shows is the bitcoin market actually manipulated is it really a free market as we know it or is it more just based upon tether printing coins and then thus funneling them into bitcoin well not only that but also you know what is you know we've talked about this before but like 90 percent of you know bitcoin coins are owned by like 10% of investors. So it's mostly controlled by a very small amount of people. Um, control at all. Yeah, but I mean, I guess that's the same thing with stocks, I guess too, right? So. It's true, at least stocks, you know who owns the shares. Right, the show, so, yeah. Amazon is owned Crypto, by. it's like, God knows who owns these coins. Right, it's true. Um, Ethereum, I guess, NFTs do. Doge has been having a little bit of a bounce back. Yeah, I saw Mark Cuban is talking about how uh, you can buy Amazon uh, Mavericks merch with Dogecoin. Um, he's trying to really push adoption with it. I think he's had that for a while. You've been able to use Doge at, uh, at the Mavericks games. I think it's been yeah. for like a few months now. But. Well, I just saw Twitter's been like pushing that notion very aggressively, and I guess it's pumping Doge. I mean, all crypto's up right now. They seem to all follow each other. I like, love Mark Cuban. Up. Yeah, I mean. He's got too much money. He's concerned about using Doge at his basketball games. Hey, that's a good problem to have, right? <laughs> Not really a problem. It's he just wants it to be a thing for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Mando traded uh, Doge last night. He made a couple hundred bucks on a quick trade. So there's still money to be made in crypto. It's not, not dead. It's a $2 trillion market, man. $2 trillion in crypto. It's definitely not, it's not going away it's it's gonna be around for a while. Two uh, trillion dollars just don't go away. I feel like it's too much yeah. too much money at stake at this point. No. Okay. So, uh, what else happened in the markets this week? One thing I wanted to point out: it's not really the stock market. It's about the price of gold. It dropped down pretty aggressively. I think it hit a bottom of like sixteen hundred seventy. Um, the speculation that the gold kind of fell off because of the uh, the bond yields kind of fell off as well. Right. Um, I have to really double check and see like what the actual reason for it was. But gold, it's kind of recovered now. It's at seventeen hundred eighty. But last time we had a one-on-one conversation, we kind of were talking about the idea that gold is supposed to be the hedge against inflation, right? That's the whole point of gold. That's why people buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the main reasons why people buy it, and it's proving to be not that thing right now. I'd be interested to see yeah. what our friend uh, Doug comments. Although uh, yeah. gold futures rose 
on a Friday by 1.4%. So yeah, but like I think if, they're basically saying that, you know, the hedge against inflation, gold's going to bounce back pretty quickly. But it's like we were saying before, people just don't want to, people don't want to invest in gold anymore. It's not, it's, it's not giving the same returns that it used to. It's not the same store of value that it used to because people just don't want it. Well, I think there's a lot of like uh, speculation that gold is a heavily manipulated market because uh, it's a lot of paper traded. It's not actual physical being traded. And right. um, yeah, it's interesting to know that like a lot of the central banks, particularly like Russia, China, Turkey, they're hoarding gold right now. Um, yeah, China, a lot of the central banks are trying to buy as much gold as possible. Yeah, but the price isn't like reflecting that. So it's, it's a little bizarre. Right. So I then, guess the government has an incentive, like the Federal Reserve and the United States has an incentive to keep gold down. Um, but I feel like they're like, fighting market forces with uh, artificial power. Everything's manipulated. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true, but like... No, it, to some extent it is, right? I mean, someone's manipulating the price of just about everything at some point. Yeah, Whether, but like... You know, Saudi Arabia and oil or central banks and gold, you know. Yeah, but at least with oil, there's, like I think, a very clear supply and demand correlation, right? The supply yeah. goes up. And demand remains the same, you know, then the price goes down. That's what Biden's trying to do right now. He's trying to ask OPEC to start increasing production. So it's very, like, I don't say it's easy to predict the price, but it's more rational. Gold, it's not rational right now, I feel like. We have insane inflation, yet gold is not at all-time highs. Why is that? Why is gold significantly off all-time highs? I don't know. Hopefully someone smarter than we um, can answer this in the comments. <laughs> perplexing me i don't get it i don't know we're, we're just speculating we really don't have any idea but i mean yeah from like an objective questioning standpoint it's it's definitely weird you know yeah it, it should be it should be higher but then the argument is people are investing into crypto and that kind of stuff but then central banks are buying it back so it should be going up so a little weird um today is august 15th yes one it is the 50th anniversary of Bretton Woods, in which Richard Nixon officially took the United States off of the gold standard. And, is it really? Yep, and we introduced fiat currency. Did you prepare this for the uh, podcast? Or did you just realize that? Well, I mean, I've known it was going to come, and today's the day. I didn't like oh. That's so applicable to our conversation we were having. Well, yeah, no, it, it is kind of applicable. It, it kind of goes back to central banks. They don't need gold, right? The currency's not backed by gold anymore, yet they're buying gold. So it's going right. on. But it is kind of funny when you think about like a, a monetary system, right? This monetary system we have built the nation on for the past five decades and the world is relatively new. It's 50 years old. The idea that we're just a fully debt-based system at this point. You know, the Federal Reserve issues like debt notes. They're not notes to redeem in gold anymore. Um, right. So what it has created is, I guess, a globe that is, you know, an insane amount of debt, but at the same time has also allowed for governments to have even more control over their, like, financial monetary situations, because now they don't have to currency yeah. with gold. It's all just kind of... it's interesting i know uh like me you our buddy sean and like bill we always kind of have the argument over you know money isn't really like a real 
asset at this point. It's just, it's just it's like imaginary number that's created. And it was interesting. I was reading this article. It was about uh, like why the $22 million or not $22 million, $22 trillion national debt. It's probably even higher than that now. It's like, yeah. Regardless. Basically it doesn't even matter. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's just this number out there that's never going to be paid down. You know, the debt ceiling keeps rising and you know, the Fed's yeah. not going to do anything about it. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it up. It's true. So, like, like, is, there, is there really a difference between like 20 trillion and 25 trillion or about right. 30 to 40 trillion? Like at this point, I feel like the numbers are just so big that it's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, I mean, what's the GDP of the United States? It's like 11 trillion. I don't even know what it is. Something like that. That'd be good to pull up. I think it's more than that. I think it's like 20. I did a research project in this like five years ago. So it's probably way outdated. It's like 21 trillion ish. 21.4 trillion, yeah. Okay. Well, 22 trillion. So it's, it's basically the GDP of the United States is the almost almost as much as the national debt. Wow. Isn't that crazy to think? Yeah, it's bizarre. It's, uh, Does it matter? Well, people say, so there's people that say it does matter, people that say it doesn't matter. I mean, I think it does matter in the scheme of not like national security, but for like individuals like you and I and our viewers, where this debt cycle is forcing the government to have um, like this notion that they can just continue to print money and quantitative ease their way out of problems. But by having all this quantitative easing, they're inflating asset prices and thus making Valuing the dollar. Yeah, yeah, it's harder for someone to buy a new house or someone to. Right. Well, yeah. that's why the argument that we were saying before is, I think we talked about this with Bill on the podcast, is now is it's probably the worst time to have cash, essentially, right? You need, you should be putting your money into hard assets, whether that's, you know, real estate, you know, equities, whatever you're investing in. It should be a hard asset because the value of the dollar is so volatile that you're, you're almost taking a risk and also you're losing money on inflation too oh yeah and there's no yield in holding cash no and then there's all these other investments like crypto and you know all these stablecoin projects that like you were saying with the yield you actually end up making money by having the asset so why would you why would you have more u.s dollars you know what i mean it's true yeah i mean there's no money being made by having a savings account and there's no money to be made by uh buying bonds the yields are just right. so low. It's like one, you know, it's a minuscule percentage compared to what they should be at. So thus, low bond yields mean high stock market, high real estate prices, all that other shit. And um, yeah, I mean, crypto is uh, with these stablecoin projects, particularly, I, we always talk about the Monty, but it always comes up. Um, USDV with the idea of like actual capital injections into um, traditional real economy uh, outputs like actual loans to real businesses, not to degenerate margin traders on finance. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that'd be interesting. And hopefully the project works out well and people can actually start to get a real yield from just holding cash or a stable coin. Um, right. So it'd be cool to see how that works out. Um, pivoting off of that, Luke, though, um, I think we touched crypto enough, touched Wish, RIP. I do want to go over OTC because that's most of our viewers. 
yeah. So uh, this week, like the past week, upcoming week, what's your uh, OTC thoughts? Anything you like? Anything you see? Anything well, you my thing on the OTC right now is I've been pretty open about this, but I'm not in a lot of positions right now. I'm in a majority like cash position, at least with my brokerage account. Um, and honestly, the main reason is because of the September 28th deadline with the pink current OTC tickers, like money is going to pour into the OTC, I believe, like in, I mean, okay, what is it? 80% of the, the tickers will basically be eliminated or uplisted to pink current, right? Somewhere. So like a very small percentage of these tickers are actually going to be active. So I think it's, I'm kind of bouncing on the idea of either investing in a few of these tickers, like do research, you know, talk to the guys in the drip to rip discord and uh, yeah, find like the low float, non-toxic, you know, good penny stocks that are like double zeros, trip zeros, you know, and then get in them early before the deadline. And then watch the money flow into the tickers that become legit, right? So, like, get in early, you know, very, like, bill stocks method, that kind of strategy. And then part of me is, like, we're starting to see a lot of tickers run now. So, why not Why not take advantage of that if I have the cash position? So, I'm kind of on the fence between the two strategies. But I think if I find the right opportunity in this week, I'll jump on it. But, well, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think what you brought up was kind of a good point where we we're gonna pivot this to is like the new Discord that drip to rip uh, started and you know six um, and a bunch of other big traders on the FTC are getting involved with now. And the whole purpose of the Discord is to actually educate traders as well as to uh, help everyone like grow and ultimately make some money together, right? I mean the fact that you yeah. have jester in there um helping people do charts now he has his own uh, individual courses he's offering like he's an invaluable resource to someone yeah. who wants to actually have a better knowledge of technical trading bill stocks is involved in the discord six been, yeah six has just been giving out winners and i mean one thing i'm starting to really like um like with his calls is they're just so like on the money you know well the thing about six is too is there when he buys a ticker he alerts it like and he doesn't he he doesn't even only alert in the discord he'll alert it on twitter like yeah he'll post in the discord first but like one minute later he posted on twitter like he is it's almost insane how fully transparent he is and then when he has losses or he messes up he'll just own up to it you know whereas everyone else it's like it's uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. But, I, don't, I mean, the point of the Discord is right to not promote front loading, you know, furus or whatever you want to call them on FinTwit. Well, right? yeah, and like, yeah, the, the Discord I think is just a place for um, a lot of like-minded individuals to interact with each other and help each other make some money. I mean, the Discord has so much great knowledge on there, a lot of good channels. Everyone there is also super friendly um, and. Yeah trying to accomplish the same goal um so i think what drip has done with it is just fantastic and you know i'm very happy that we're in the discord you know and it's all like yeah. our friends sex bill jester uh maybe we get sully in there soon enough yeah i said it's kind of funny how like 
all these people we've interviewed on the show have now essentially become our friends and now they've started a new discord together that i mean already has hundreds of members so it's like everything kind of came full circle so. yeah well i guess you know when we think about it bill stops was like one of our first guys he introduced us to sully and we got six and he introduced us to drip and jester yeah it's all like a cascading effect how it comes down to it. um but yeah it's just I think it's great to see, and I think the OTC will benefit greatly from it, and um, particularly, like you said, when the, the deadline happens and only uh, legitimate tickers are involved, no more of these like defunct ones. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. should be fun. That's one thing I find so funny about uh, GNPW, Give Me Power, um, to talk about a particular ticker. It still has the Caveat Emperor like CE tag on it, but yet in the past like three months, it's just been ripping. What is this ticker? GMPW, Gimme Power. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Like, this thing has just been ripping, despite having the caveat emperor on it. And, uh... Oh, dang. It's interesting. Like, I wonder what's going to happen to it uh, when the deadline comes. <laughs> ripping. I mean, even look at, like, LTNC. I mean, did they ever get pink current then? I haven't even been paying attention. I don't know. I don't think they've gone pink current. And they're up, like, a lot this week overall i think they're at like oh they were down 10 percent on friday but yeah i mean they're up a whole penny it's like a few weeks ago a couple weeks ago yeah no i mean it'd be interesting to see what happens with them but... yeah i'll just go through some tickers that i've had on my watch list but i've had like uh sdni they closed down sdec closed a little bit down um drop actually our friend uh bill stocks used to play that a lot i think he might have scaled out of his position but i feel like drop is so predictable few science inc if you look at their last five months since april it's literally bounces up goes to like 0.04 bounces down eventually we go to like 0.02 bounces up and slowly starts increasing over time so like (laughs) Using our jester knowledge, we should probably buy off of uh, support and then wait for the bounce. So I might get into that play. Nice, nice. Um, Bamonte had a good week, I thought, overall. RETC I've been seeing a lot. That ran a lot on Friday. Um, That ran, like, over 30%. So I don't know. There's a lot of tickers to look for. I think you got to look for the low float pink current, you know, good CEOs, good catalysts, and just be patient. Yeah, it'll be nice once the fall comes around, too. Once it's no longer summer, people are probably going to get more back into the market. Vacations in the Hamptons and Montauk are over at that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm really – I'm excited for the fall. I think it's going to be very good for the OTC. So. Yeah, it should be a fun time, to say the least. Um, um, what time are we at right now? about like 30 minutes in so okay. i'll wrap it up but i thought it was like just a good little macro overview um talked about the discord a little bit and just nice yeah. to uh, reconnect hopefully we get a guest for next week we can dive deeper into these topics yeah so if uh, anyone wants to join the uh drip to rip discord uh we will be tweeting about it on the slap the ask show twitter so Great. go ahead and check that out all right well everyone have a great week and uh yes enjoy the dog days of summer
Have a have a green week, as they say. Yes, green is good. <laughs> All right. Take care. What the hell is going on?